I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Let's do this. I'm so excited. Back to our roots. You know what I mean? It's like, we don't want to be those guys that started up a web, a podcast then made a web series and then never went back to that, you know, where they were most successful. Potty roots. We can't deny that there's been a huge hiatus. I'll deny it. If anyone calls us on it, you we've de- been doing the podcast you've this everything. whole time. You've denied the Holocaust. You've denied the <laughs> Treaty of Waitangi. <laughs> I denied the Treaty of Waitangi? De- specifically Māori's, um, how Māori were lied to. Well, see, this is crazy. All I was going to do was suggest that we'd been doing podcasts these few months and listeners just haven't been <laughs> tuning in. What we've been doing is we've been working hard on this episode. Yes, this is, <laughs> and that's why this is going to be such a rich, delightful, new episode. You guys have episode. no idea what you're in store for. Surprises, twists, turns, shocks, laughs, and songs. a celebrity wedding. who's getting married Adam Rippon oh my god and Chris Parker like isn't it amazing when you get a new icon yeah like a gay icon it's like move over Tom Daly we've found Adam Rippon I'm a little annoyed at him because I watched him on Ellen and he was really funny like he was like dishing out the jokes and the delivery was on point you're annoyed because you're jealous yeah well I'm just like how can you be that good at ice skating and also be one funny motherfucker and have such a cute butt yes well that's that comes with being good at ice skating I think yes because all the moves when you ice skate backwards I feel like your butt is like lifts on higher like the best thing you can do for your body is ice skate backwards and that's why every morning I put on my skates I head down to Western Springs and I hit the rink I hit the rink it's amazing, like, I reckon there'll be a whole new, like, you know how CrossFit is designed by, like, watching sports and stuff, and they're like, oh, we could yeah. do that, and then you could get a hot body. Like, there'll be all these new CrossFit exercises that are all just, like, ice skating, figure skating moves. Yeah. You've got, like, these machines that, like, fake it. I'd love to see some super buff, super max guys just, like, skating backwards across Doing the Doing that thing where you go down on one leg and spin, like, super fast. How amazing was it that pop, like, this was the first year that you could put, like, any music on and people went all in yeah Moulin Rouge soundtrack that's so funny <laughs> that's were you living for that I was living that version of Roxanne is oh and that that's uh, we're gonna talk about movies in this episode yes but first we'll play the theme tune <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry mom it's not a phase And welcome to the first episode of The Male Gaze in 42 years. I'm now, I couldn't do the math, 60, no. No, older. Oh, seven, I'm in my 70s. You're in your 70s and Jeez. you look amazing. Because you've been moisturizing. I'm oil. Really? Rose hip. Rose hip. That's why I look so old now. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you, Eli? I've been really well. Thank you so much. 
listeners at home, not you, Eli, you can get screwed um, yeah. for waiting so patiently for our return. I mean, they might they might have all done they may have all deleted us off the podcast. Yeah, maybe app. you've unsubscribed because you were like, well, if you're not going to dish it out. I'm not going to turn up to the serving station. (laughs) (laughs) To the buffet. Um, What can we promise? We've promised that we're going to be delivering a hot web series uh, very soon. We filmed it all at the moment in the room that we're in. It's being ingested is the word. Yeah, it's like um, if it's Jurassic Park, like it's... It's in its egg still, and it's in that weird, uh, yeah. warm incubator. But we've put all the genetic matter together. Yes. And then it's going to hatch, and you guys are going to be like, whoa! Wow! Yeah. And then it's going to be like, okay, we need to sort out this po- this web series problem, and then the web series is going to start taking over humans. It's going to break humans. out of its cage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's going to start eating people. And then you're going to have to kill it. Yeah. And then 10 years later, you're going to be like, well, should we try it again? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the story of Jurassic so- Park. <laughs> um, we want to talk about movies today. Oh, should we? Well, we'll do our traditional things. No, well, no, we should say, state the theme. The theme of this uh, wonderful little podcast is gay cinema. 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 Gay cinema. Gay enemas. <laughs> we both had them. And We're going to review. Yeah. Um, mine, uh, painful, and I don't think. Uh, I don't know if that was an enema so much as it just was a So many straight pose. dudes are like so keen to get an enema done. I'm like, you just want something up your butt. Yeah, you just like, want to feel something Just up your put butt. a finger up there. I guess I was thinking of like straight male comedians doing these stories where they're like, oh, the doctor checked my prostate. I just would, yes. uh, unless I would love one of them just to be like, and it felt good. And I went out and bought some butt toys and now it's part of my normal play. I was literally thinking about this the other day about like comedians doing prostate, getting their prostate exam check yeah. jokes. And I was like thinking about how I'm going to be when I get my prostate checked. Yeah. Because I'm going to be a pro. Oh, so <laughs> I'm going to be like, open sesame. Yeah. You just say the word and she'll open. I'm going to, I'm going to be giving him tips. I'm going to be like, curve your finger a little bit. But you just need swipe access. Here's a card. <laughs> Swipe you in, beep, boop, and then it opens up. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> That's when you can't get in. <laughs> That's when you go. <laughs> Swipe access to my phone. Um, we're going to talk about gay cinema. Why? Because Eli and I got free tickets to a gay movie, and then we just it just inspired. I should say they haven't given us any extra cash, but we want to still promote it because we loved we, it. We basically want to brag that we went to. One one carpet event we got, and there were toffee apples, which and was free hot dogs. Like no shade to the um, like the seventeen year old organizing this event, but that is literally the worst snack to eat during a movie. I loved my toffee apple. No, it was loud, and then it was mainly eating an apple. I think it's yum. Also, it was funny that it was all like it's all carnival themed because there is one scene at the very end of the movie with <laughs> well, carnival. Spoiler alert! Yeah, I'm sorry. Um. Anyway, but, the movie was Love, Simon, if you haven't guessed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you've probably seen every LGBT influencer has been, uh, you know, yeah. sent gift packs, but we haven't got one yet. 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 Um, I love that we've somehow made our way onto a gay PR list. We went to see Mamma Mia. Oh, yeah. We also... <laughs> two nights ago. That's, that's the crossover, right? It was like... It was so weird when we went... So, we went to this... Um, Auckland Musical Theatre Society production of Mamma Mia. So it wasn't even a touring production. It's like a local group. Starring local legend Jackie Clark. For international listeners, think of her as your Paula Abdul. Yeah, a version of that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Um, oh, yeah, I guess she was in a girl group. She was in a girl, girl group. And was on an idol. And she judged it up. Yeah, she's Paula Abdul. She is Paula Abdul. Um, 
So the girl who played <sighs> Sophie and Mamma Mia, I don't know if she's a listener, but if you I'm are, your voice so is phenomenal. Talented. You're a star. Meet us up. Let us be your agents because we can book you. Honestly, we, wanna, we think you are so talented. Your range, your, your range, belt, your and dynamics. a vocal, vocally clear, very strong voice. And energetic, your presence, you held oh, it. You were watchable out there. But yeah. what was crazy? So we're at the Bruce Mason Theatre, which is like you know over on the shore, and it's, there's a lot of people there. Maybe a thousand. Yeah, I reckon. I. I performed stand up there several times and they've never opened the top floor up, but the top floor was full to the brim. I saw that poor Magasiva was there because I saw him Instagram it. But apart from that, I was like, I think we're the We're the invites. We're the invites. We didn't we didn't get a photo on the red carpet. We (laughs) we forgot. (laughs) But I was like, so why? Because we're because we're gay, why have we made it? Why have we made our way onto this list? Literally, yeah, it's I'm clueless. But it was a joy and a privilege to be there. I had so much fun, and I haven't seen the movie. I've seen, only seen parts of it. Shocking. I know, terrible. But I enjoyed this. And there's a gay character on it. Oh, a very bad gay. This character. is one of those ones where it's like you, the worst character is gay, and you find out in the last three minutes. <laughs> it's definitely another note of the. I would say that is. One of the more obvious examples of the gay agenda slipping in cinema of being yeah. like, what if one of Meryl Streep's husbands was gay in the movie? Colin Firth. You know, like, yeah. it seems uh, to me unnecessary as a gay man, which is like pretty bad for me to say that. I mean, more gay characters in cinema, please. But it's like, yeah. he doesn't need to be. And gay. also, he doesn't need to hold, he doesn't need to keep, why is he keeping a secret? I don't know. And he was like, it's a, anyway, we could, we could, we let's do our own episode on Mamma Mia. Chris, here's a flip. Chris is going to do the fact of the gay, fact of the gay, and I'm going to do the queen of the week. I don't know if that's even a flip. Do you remember how things normally go? Because it's been <laughs> it's, a full. It's the upside period. down and Stranger Things. Yeah, um, it's been an ice age between podcasts. Eli, what do you reckon is the highest? Oh, here's the fact of the gay. Does it have a jingle? I can't remember. Can you say, yeah, right now, what you think is the highest grossing? LGBTQIA QQI yeah, uh, film of all time. Okay. Um, how gay does it have to be to count? How? Well, okay. Alexander's on this list, and it's not the highest. Alexander is not the highest. Not the highest. But I wouldn't really classify that as a gay movie. But no. I mean, Alexander was. Is he bisexual or gay? He's bi. Like, everyone in ancient Greece is gay. It's you a see gay. Colin Farrell's butt. That's what I remember. Oh, I'll get that out. Is that on Netflix? I'm also thinking of Troy. You also saw Brad Pitt's butt in Troy. But in Troy, they got rid of the gay story completely. I know that because I look. I studied classics, so I know all about every gay storyline. And in the Iliad, he's got in a full gay relationship. And then in the movie Troy, it's just his cousin. Ah, Patroclus and uh, okay, nerd. Enough. but isn't it crazy? Achilles. They love that, each other. Those movies came out quite similar to each other, right? In time? Yeah, they were close. And it was a lot of pressure on me as a closeted, like... Yes. Being like... A closeted boy being like, I can't... Like, the the togas are too much. And, like, Brad oh Pitt God. and Colin Farrell are too much. hot bronzed men basically going camping together. They're just all yeah, with, like, their Aussie surfer hair. And they weirdly. get so naked in the, that movie. They get, so like, Isabella naked. Rossellini in Death Becomes Her naked. Anyway... I reckon the highest grossing one. Oh, I was going to say Brokeback Mountain, but is that higher than Alexander? Brokeback Mountain's number four. I'm going to... The Birdcage? Go. Number one, baby! Oh, Amazing! Yay! Oh, my God. Um, 124 
million dollars. Shit, that's pretty good. It's an old movie as well. That's his lifetime grossing. It's opening. It's opening week grossing was eighteen mil. The Birdcage is so good, and Hank Azaria's character is so problematic in it. <laughs> yeah, but how hot is Hank Azaria? He's got a tight butt. Eh? Do you know what's interesting? It's like he got that figure skating butt. <laughs> people can be problematic, but then if we're if they're hot, like sometimes people will excuse them for it. Like that's the sacrifice. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like sometimes when you have a real honey, and then they're problematic, it literally feels like R.I.P. Like it's such a it's sad so thing to be like. We can no longer love them because they're problematic. Yeah. Hank Azaria is one of those guys that, like, was a legend because he had, like, an awesome, bad Indian accent. You know, like, and it was his, it's how he was popular at high school or whatever. And now he's, like, kind of careerless because, is he still, I mean, he's not. He still voices 20 characters on The Simpsons. But they're slowly fading out up a, they're, like... That's so sad that that narrative ends, but is he so problematic? It's like, crazy that he's yeah. voicing that character. This I think any gay character. I mean, Smithers. Smithers only came out recently, but there's been a few iconic gay episodes, like when Homer takes Bart to the steel uh, mill, and then everyone's gay there. Yes, because he's trying. Homer thinks Bart's gay, and then he's trying to mask him up. Heaven. I mean, oh, sad, but sad, but great episode. Uh, yeah, Brokeback Mountain number four, well, Imitation well, Game number three. Oh, Imitation Game is barely gay. It's all about his fake relationship with Keira Knightley. It's nothing about... Him. I don't know what this list has, you know, like... Yeah. What they quantify it as a gay movie. Number two is Interview with the Vampire, which I actually haven't seen. I just Is that gay or is it just homoerotic? The Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, that's gay. Philadelphia's number six. in and out number seven. Mm. The Crying Game, number eight. Bruno, number nine. What... what? The air. I mean, I feel like Brokeback Mountain is the only one in this whole list that has a... Oh, no, and the Birdcage that has, like, a full-on gay romance at the centre. Moonlight is number 19. Oh, I loved Moonlight. Dallas Dyers. The further down, the gayer they Dallas Dyers Club. Dallas Dyers Club. <laughs> Dallas Dyers sounds like some old pensioner. Um, Where do you reckon Love, Simon will sit at the end of its reign? Well, currently it's sitting at number 23. It's not even open yet. Yeah, so that's pretty good. That's pretty cool. Well, it is open in the US. It's opening week. It made 11 million. Oh, okay. Currently, it's at 23 million. All right. Call Me By Your Name, 27. So it's it's doing better than Call Me By Your Name. I don't know if I liked Call Me By Your Name that much. It's an interesting one. Like, I liked the last half hour. I would definitely say if I wanted to go see one of those two movies again. Yeah. I would see Love, Simon again. Love, Simon is going to be like a comfort movie for me for a long time. Do you reckon? I think like it really it was once enough. Like once was enough for both of those films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know. Like a lot of those gay movies I don't want to watch again. Like Weekend. Oh, yeah. You know, I wouldn't like... It's so amazing watching it for the first time. The experience is so rich. And then I'm like, I don't want to kind of binge on it again versus like a camp classic, which I could watch. A hundred times over. You've never seen But I'm a Cheerleader, have you? No. That's got a real, like, comfort movie factor But it's a it. campy classic. Yeah, it is. Versus, like, a kind of gay pulling your heart. But yeah. it has a little bit of a gay pulling. She's, like, coming out during it. She does fall in love with Claire Duval. What if Xavier Dolan's films are in here at all? I haven't really seen any of them. Heavenly Creatures is on here. Oh, I guess... That's pretty gay. It's pretty gay, eh? Oh, can I just say a huge congratulations to the country of New Zealand for getting a movie on that list. Yeah, that's cool, That's eh? very cool. And also to um, 
my beautiful city Christchurch, we were both from, where those murders uh, <laughs> and happened. And shout out to the woman who was uh, gruesomely murdered by her daughter <laughs> and her friends. Thanks for helping us get on the list. Oh, oh, <laughs> that was some edgy content. <laughs> Do you want to hear who your queen of the week is this week? Please roll out the red carpet and okay. get out the paparazzi. Just snap, time snap. Over here, over here, over here. Your Highness, Your Highness. What are you wearing? Uh, oh, we're going through Your Highness. Oh, you're going through a Because she's a royal. fucking queen. Okay. So, the Queen of the Week uh, is a queen for doing something which was, I don't know if it was offensive. I thought it was, it made me laugh for so long. Stephen Hawking is dead. And post his death, someone called <laughs> Kirstie Alley. You can follow her at Kirstie Alley. She's verified. Uh, she's got over 1.2 million followers. Does she? She tweeted a black and white photo of Stephen Hawking that said RIP on it. And what she wrote above it was... You gave it a good go, dot, dot, dot. Thanks for your input. <laughs> it's truly shocking, and it made me laugh a lot when I saw that. And I retweeted it immediately. Yeah. I'm just thinking now, though, I'm pretty sure she's a massive Trump supporter. Is she? Yeah, I'm sure she's, like, really problematic. I need to fact check this. She's a massive Scientologist. She's that's maybe, sure. like, off the charts a little bit crazy. Her Twitter is very aggressive. I think she's tweeting bad things about some of these uh, teenagers who are campaigning against gun control. Oh, wait. Yes, she is a Trump supporter. I'm pretty oh. sure. Uh, maybe or maybe not. I'm just looking at a tweet now which says, Con- Congratulations, Trump. <gasps> oh! Against all odds. Against the establishment. And even against most of the GOP, you did it. That's when uh, he... <laughs> Oh my god was When he won the election So I mean A contentious queen of the week But you know Even the queen herself Is contentious, is contentious. I mean the whole monarchy Is contentious isn't it She I think she maybe she's Anti-vax or anti Here's oh my a, god, here's a here's Maybe a, the most problematic a crazy Woman of tweet. all time Here's a crazy tweet If he lived today He would have been on Five psych drugs By age three And institutionalized By age six Dot 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 Poor Einstein <laughs> What is she doing nowadays? <laughs> she seems like the nation's... She's like the world's problematic stepmom. Yeah. Who, like, says stuff that you don't agree with. And who's just... But you kind of like because she's a bit tragic. This is just double down, you know? There's this interesting thing with, like, tragic women and gay men kind of adopting them as icons. Yeah. Um, but I think we've got to be careful when we're like, oh, you also are evil a horrible person <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah but she can be definitely a queen for the week for this week i think we can enjoy because i love drop dead gorgeous oh i love her um in the olsen twins film what is it uh double not double trouble, double trouble. the it's new the york other, one the other one <laughs> what was she originally in she's in look who's talking and look who's talking too what's that the one with the anim so the first one is like the babies, no, the babies that talk, yeah. and then the second one is their pets that talk. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't remember if she's a human being on it or a voice of one. Our of the producer pets. sending us a really important note about Kirsty Alley, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's cheers. cheers. I've never watched that. Neither, but Fraser. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Let's talk more about it. look who's talking. Um, what movies do you think turned you gay? Definitely the Wizard of Oz. Um, remember, in like our episode far, far back. Mm. For those super... 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Good fans out there. When I, we had a, you could tell my They were all our, far, far back now because our, <laughs> the last one was months ago. Um, from our, we got our mums to give us you could tell moments. And mum yes. was like, well, you watched The Wizard of Oz a lot. So um, I reckon it would have been that film for me. But when I think, my relationship with that film is really intense and quite earnest and sincere. Yeah. It's basically the Bible for me. Like it's wow. the, one of the most sort of religious scriptures that I can think of. Like when I think of the iconography of Wizard of Oz, I get kind of goosebumps. Who are the munchkins and what's their role in, in the, the religion of the Wizard of Oz? They're the devil. <laughs> <laughs> they're Satan. No, I mean, for me, like, Dorothy is kind of a Virgin Mary. Um, mm-hmm. You've got Glinda the Good Witch. She's sort of a kind of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, true. Um, they've got, she's got, her, maybe the munchkins are the disciples. Oh, yeah. Um, the kind of leader on the right path. It's like, there's just like the ruby slippers, the Emerald City, all the kind of the weird line of Tim, and they just seem so pure to me when i look at them i'm like yes yeah. that i identify to that and that gives me faith <laughs> how do you think renee zellweger is gonna go <gasps> in her performance as judy garland oh my god I was, okay okay i was literally i'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> literally looking at photos of this today i'm so excited i'm so excited she was i love her flawless in chicago this oh. is and renee zellweger in chicago is one of my favorite she gives such a good performance and then i was like yeah she's an amazing musical theater like musical movie performer as yeah. well I love the story of Judy Garland. I mean, it's so tragic. It's so that thing sad. again of men just becoming obsessed with like kind of tragic. And this women. is the movie is set end of her career, right? Isn't it her like last yeah, it's concert right before in the she peak. died? Oh my god, Woo! she's gonna be so good because Renee's kind of dizzy as well. Yes, and Judy was basically high for the like the from like age fourteen, kind of. When Renee took her hiatus, which I feel like having just taken our hiatus, <laughs> I could equal strongly. And then she came back with Bridget Jones's baby. I was so worried for her. And then when I watched that movie, I was like, "Girl, you know what you're you doing. You came through. You yeah. still got all the skills, all the charm. Yes. yes, she definitely. I was quite obsessed with her from pretty young. Because when did Chicago come out? Two thousand three. So I was like fourteen and being like, she's a great actor. You know how you was like. Her face changed, like, because she, after her hiatus, she came back looking slightly different. Yeah. I kind of thought her face changed between Chicago and Bridget Jones. And I feel like maybe she's just a very malleable performer. That's because she, first of all, Chris, Bridget Jones' diary came before Chicago. No, but then what about... And then Edge of Reason afterwards. Yes. So she also... She did that Put on weight, lost lost weight, weight, put on weight. Crazy. I've never seen her Oscar-winning performance in Cold Mountain. I have. Is it good? It's really good. Great. She's amazing in Cold Mountain. I love Cold Mountain. Really? But I've for never Renee, seen it. she's all like, "Yo, I'm gonna um take these rabbits out and shoot them with," me. and she's like running around in the snow with her boots and like a big oh. rifle on her shoulders. Phenomenal. It's got Nicole Kidman, Renee Zellweger, and Natalie Portman. Yeah. In one film. It's a huge film. I, I love like. I love like an American old timey, oh, yeah. but even though I'm like these people are all racist, 
I love those. I love The Patriot. It's one of my favorite the movies. The Patriot? Yeah, with Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yeah, but isn't like Jonathan Taylor Thomas or someone in it? Heath Ledger's in it, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You love The Patriot? I love The Patriot. I wept watching The Patriot. This, that cannot get out. It's out, news. basically. I've, it's public now. I can't believe you liked any war movie. I lo- are you fucking kidding? I love a good war movie. Really? Yeah, I love being thrown into the... Oh, my, oh I like Apocalypse Now. My... I like Full Metal Jacket. My favorite piece, like my, my the most like fundamental shift in, that turned me gay, maybe, or like was like when I fell in love with theater mm. was seeing a production of The Diary of Anne Frank, um, and it shook me. Like I was, wow. I was a changed man. I had to leave the theater before the ending of the play because I had to throw up outside <gasps> the theater because I just could not believe what was happening. And then the theater gave us comps to go to the show again. So we went again for a second time. Did you throw up again? No, but I was sitting in the back row this time holding my parents' hands being like, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh. They're like, spoiler alert, it's not pleasant. And then I became obsessed and I read the, enti- the, enti- the entire diary. Which and, is amazing for which you. Is so you that's- I never read any books. Literally, <laughs> I read See Ya Simon and A Diary of Anne Frank. And those were the two <laughs> books I ever read. Oh, and Stuart Little. Before the movie, weirdly. You've been reading books recently. Oh, we should do one about books. We, yeah. I uh, No, I haven't read any books. I fell off the bandwagon again. Oh. I'm trying to be more lit. Um, like literate. Oh, lit as in. That's yeah. what lit means, eh? No. What? It means I'm fire um, with books. What game? What movie turned you gay? Okay, I feel like you're gonna hear this and you're gonna be like, "Of course." Uh, but I reckon a movie that strongly turned me gay was Tim Burton's Batman Returns. Oh yeah, slash maybe Edward Scissorhands. Maybe these two movies Blur. together. I hate that more than um. Batman Returns is so good. Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman yeah, is hot. My favorite film performance. Ever. Is that a Poison Ivy one? No, no, no. Poison Ivy's in Batman and Robin, which is terrible. I loved Batman and Robin. Oh! Uma Thurman is bad as Poison Ivy, and I think she's a good actor. But how hot is Robin? Yeah, who he's is pretty hot. Who is Robin? Chris O'Donnell. He then yes. came back years later in Grey's Anatomy. Yes! As the vet. He's got a good butt. Yeah, and they have all those close-ups. And his when family, they- a circus performance, and it, ends, it starts very tragically, right? Yes, very sad. They all shot. When they get into their Batman costumes, violence, though, right? Oh, take the guns away! Then Robin would have had his family. I mean, I think Two Face would have been able to find guns somehow. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Batman Returns has got Christopher Walken as well, who I think maybe could be—he's such a campy performer. Yeah, and then Danny DeVito. He's like an old-style gentleman, eh? Yeah, he's he is. like 1940s gentleman. Mm. Mm. Uh, but then also it was his hands because they live in like. I got really into like the kind of like pastel town, Stepford Wives. Like I loved that mm-hmm. genre. American Beauty is kind of similar. Like, you know. The Trump's kind of, America. Yeah. Like American <laughs> suburbia corruption. Like Desperate Housewives. Wisteria yes. Lane. Oh, Do you like Pleasantville? I loved Pleasantville. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesse Metcalf. That's what I say before I go to bed. <laughs> I wake up in the morning. <laughs> Jesse Metcalf. <laughs> I love Pleasantville, and I brought it to a sleepover I had with my friends. We all brought videos, but we were quite like filmic. So the movies that we brought were The Exorcist, Great American time. Beauty. My friend picked American Beauty. Can't watch that anymore. I picked. Ple- I know. Fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> I picked Pleasantville. Also, what happened to Thora Birch's career? I think she's very good. Oh, um, no, she was on something. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten, but she was. What was she on recently? Tim. 
Can you please search what Thora Birch has been? Are you sure you're not thinking of Christina Ricci? She's had been. I'm not thinking of fucking Christina. I'm always thinking thinking of Thora Birch. Okay. Um, The other (laughs) movie that we watched was Basketball, which was quite boisey, but I, you know. Yeah. Oh, is that like a spoof film? It's about it's Matt and Trey Parker who make. Um, that film Park. didn't turn anyone gay. Turn me straight. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say about Pleasantville? Oh, I just love it. Toby Maguire, Reese Witherspoon, people in the black and white world turning to color. Beautiful. Um, Thora Birch was in. I can't. Oh, okay. Maybe I've got this all wrong. Are you looking at? The, oh, this is terrible. Podcast. Do you know her, do her parents were porn stars? Thora Birch. Thora Birch's parents were a porn star couple. That's why I think she's so un- in touch with her sexuality in that film. Yeah. And another actress who's really in touch with her sexuality is Winona Ryder. And I think she's maybe one of the most horniest actresses of all time. Like, no matter what scene it is, even if she's being held at a gunpoint, she's always a bit like, Ooh. Like, she's so, like, yeah, she's just weirdly pet up in every film. I mean, she's Abigail in The Crucible and she's the ultimate Abigail as she's, well. Yeah, she's so horny as Abigail in The yes. Crucible. Oh, Mr. Proctor. Oh. And also, she's beautiful in Edward Scissorhands. I can't believe you hate this movie. I haven't really seen it. Oh, it's cute. I was like, man, I didn't get it. <laughs> he builds ice sculpt. He keeps hurting people. He makes the water bit explode. Fuck Johnny Depp. Yeah, Johnny Depp is the worst. And J.K. Rowling is officially on my naughty list. What has she done? Um, she's, well, she's including Johnny Depp in his film, in her film, even though, you know, he's in it. Oh, and is she just being like, wife. all and the characters in Harry Potter, they're gay. Yeah. Isn't she was like, Dumbledore's gay. And then they're like, by the way, he's not going to be gay in this movie. Because they're going back to, supposedly, Dumbledore was dating Grindelwald. Grindelwald's being paid by Johnny Depp and they had a rough breakup and that's what turned them against each other. Give me some gay wizard sex. I know. Come on. Put a wand up a butt. Do you reckon they've got like a spell that makes your like butthole relax? Yeah. Paparelliamus. (laughs) Amarillosa. (laughs) Amarillosa. It sounds like Amarosa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um... I love the Birdcage. I rewatched it the other day, and I was like, "This is kind of fab. It's uh, beautiful, really well shot, super styly. It's just fun, and it feels like it's crazy that we got a film about supportive gay parents. It's kind before of, we got like a young gay romance. Really, I'm being like, I saw La Cage Fall, which is like the musical version of it. Yes, um, and I am what I am exactly, and was like, oh, I'm gonna watch the Birdcage. Um, after seeing that musical. Yeah. So I got really stoned one night and watched The Birdcage alone in my room and I had to stop it because all I could read was like the sad subtext of the entire film, which is basically that this like poor father was like, oh, okay, so you want me to hide my sexuality? And I remember just being like, this is a heartbreaking film, even though it was all played for comedy. Yeah. So I um, had to stop it, but I rewatched it and it was a fab. It was so it's good. It's beautiful. Mm. What was yeah. the first like gay film like intentionally queer film that you ever watched god i really don't even know it's hard to, like weekend was probably the first one that i actively sought out which is yeah. pretty recent right i think clueless was one of the first gay characters that i kind of knew was gay i think i got i didn't know he was gay when i saw yeah, it i think i was like wait why doesn't she end up with him he's so cool and then my sisters were like uh this thing where <laughs> you'll know you'll know you'll find out <laughs> you'll find out I think when for, you're that boy <laughs> I think mine was 
like when I was out in Wellington and someone was like, you need to watch Xavier Dolan's films. Oh, yeah. And I was like, who? And he's like, he's French Canadian and he acts and directs them and he's a fracking babe. And I remember like, I think everyone loves his films. I mean, they are like great pieces of cinema, but yeah. mainly because he's a fucking fox. Like, he's, he's so, so hot. Man. And the idea of like a sexy, smart French gay man is like yeah. literally everything. And he's been making films. He like turned 18 and then like directed and wrote his first film. Oh, and Oosh. doesn't he know? A, he directed Adele's music video. It's wild. Hello. And yeah. his upcoming first English language movie has Natalie Portman, Jessica Chastain. I think Jessica Chastain got cut out of it, actually. Oh. Yeah, it's got a... Anyway, it's got a killer cast. I can't wait. Yeah, I saw... Um, What is it called? Heartbeats? Oh, yes. And I Killed My Mother. Yeah. And also Mom... Mommy? Mommy? Mommy. <laughs> Mom. Cut this bit out and make it a Mama Rosa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mama Mama Rosa. <laughs> and I've loved all three of them, actually, to be honest. They're very good films. But again, I don't know if they're films that I want to watch again. I would probably watch Heartbeats again because it was like... That's the threesome one. Eh? Mm-hmm. And it's like the blonde boy with the curly hair and there's that scene with like popcorns falling down on him or something. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this is hot, hot, hot. And it has like, some good, messy gay sex in it. Because fuck... Um, like clean gay sex in cinema. Oh, when they like try and package it like fucking like it's so easy bells and whistles, and heterosex, and you're like, yeah. you, no, yeah. Where are where is the lubricant? Where is like the shit on the sheets? <laughs> the shit on the sheets? Is that what you want out of your gay film? No, but it happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like messy. Like sometimes yeah. it's like it's not like we've just like. Oh, we just did it by a fight. It's not this fucking notebook oh, shit. And the worst thing is when it's like people's first time bottoming and they're just like, cool. <laughs> yeah, you're like, fuck off. Yeah, you would be, yeah, no. It's like a great gay, gay cinema scene would be like, they're going out for dinner and he's like, I'm just going to have a salad. And he's like, he's going to bottom tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy's like, I'm having a coffee and a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> if they were making the gay biopic of your life, well, it would, would... obviously it would be gay. If <laughs> <laughs> they're making the straight biopic of your life, um, what would be the scene they would play when whoever plays you gets nominated for the Oscar as Best Actor? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Good question. Yeah. Well, I want to be like where it's going, like for the, my future, you know? Like, well, uh, yeah. I feel like the Oscar ne- ne- like scenes are always like, why can't you understand me? Like me screaming at, Sally Field. Yeah, playing your mum. Playing my mum. Doing a beautiful job. Doing a beautiful Best job. Best supporting actress nominee. You, it's me being like, you just have to let me love you. Like that. Yeah. That's the scene. Um, we're in Christchurch. It's set, the, the scene's set in Christchurch. Or something. Oh, yeah. Or it's like me, it's me in Christchurch, like fighting a whole bunch of like racist skinheads. Whoa. You know, and then they're, they're like, and then one of the skinheads like drops his like, KKK jacket. Wow. <laughs> Walks over and then like kisses me on the lips and then I slap him across the face. But I'm like, you're welcome here, but never do that again. <laughs> Same. Beautiful. What's yours? It's like um uh someone's someone's asking me out and I'm like, I really want it, I really want it, but I'm like, I can't. Um I want to. I want to be with you so much, but it just it can't work. And then I walk away. 
Sounds boring. It's not good, is it? I want it. Mine's is no, it's a song. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's a musical. It's my. Oh, it's, it's called... not getting nominated for an Oscar. Well, the greatest showman got a nomination for best song. Yeah, it's, you've made the La La Land of gay cinema. Uh, Ryan Gosling got a nomination for best actor. Yeah, for La La Land. Yeah, it sucks. Mine's my movie is La La Land. It's about a guy trying to break up into the stand-up scene in his stunning song. Let's just quickly wrap up with um, Love Simon. A little debrief on that. A little review. Love Simon's so cute. Um, it's a really good teen movie at its base level. It's got all the things you'd love about a teen movie. Funny teachers. Mm. Cool, diverse group of friends. Yeah, um, a great scene. It is. I love Sports a funny match. teacher. I feel like I've love. seen a lot of that recently in cinema, and I'm all for it. Just teachers being like, "I'm over this shit." <laughs> to be honest, it's a dream acting role. I reckon to play a funny teacher in a teen I, film. I kind of think Simon's a bit stodgy. He's a bit, yeah. Because there's down that, the middle. There's that great out already out character. He's so sassy and who's fun. so queer and amazing. And I'm like, why isn't the movie about that kid? Yeah, it was kind of my feeling a little bit. I did like. I mean, I I love the sort of. I mean, it's a tween film, and I think what if I watched that film when I was fourteen, I would have been like, I mean, scared oh. and attacked. Yeah, but um, ultimately living for it, I would have been like wanting someone to email my secrets. Yes, I that uh, bit was cooked though for me. Like the the straight guy who has oh, who blackmails who the, blackmails it, and then he's like, I was like, this is really violent. It's absolutely irredeemable. Yeah, I'm like that kid, expel him. Yeah. Like, he should not be at school. The guy who plays Simon was in a Jurassic Park movie, and then he played this role. So, so he's already won over your heart. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Have my dream career then. <laughs> <laughs> I love... I don't want to give any spoilers, but I love the boy that he ends up with. Same. It's perfect. It's perfect. And when it oh, ends when up it happened, being him, I was like, um, thank God it's him. People clapping in our cinema. Yeah. That's great. Our cinema, the one that Eli and I own. Yeah, we run it. And we just show gay movies. The three we've seen. The three we've seen. Oh, <laughs> and we don't watch them because we don't want to watch we them. We don't want to rewatch them. We only want to watch them once. Um, God, it's so good to be back here. Thanks for having us again in your ears and your hearts and your minds. And in your butts. Wherever you're listening. Oh, we're both coming to comedy festivals. The New Zealand International Comedy Festival. We've both got shows on. It's in May. You can go to comedyfestival.co.nz, search our names, and you'll find our shows. Chris's is called Camp Bitch. Camp Bench. Camp Bench. Oh, the sorry. T's not there. Eli's is called an an, in, an inconvenient proof. It's an inconvenient poof. There's yeah. no ah. Mine's in Sydney too. If you live there, I promote. I promote your show when I was doing the Dunedin Fringe, and I was like, it's the first. It was the first time I'd ever see the title out loud. Yeah. And I was like, it's an inconvenient poof. And I was like, proof, poof, poof. poof? Is it's it an a- inconvenient poof? Is it poof? Yeah, like truth, poof. But you would say puff. You would say puff, right? But I think poof is funnier. An inconvenient puff. Anyway, book takes <laughs> <our> bloody shows. <laughs> <laughs>